welcome to another episode of Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm your host, Arya Sternberg, and it's, as always, great to see you. Uh, for those of you new to the format, we are using the Kudo platform to go beyond the barriers of language. We're interviewing a wide range of people about their experiences, the role that language has played in influencing where they are today, uh, and the barriers they've broken in their lives. Just a quick note about Kudo. Uh, Kudo is a multilingual conferencing platform that allows us to converse among multiple languages in real time simultaneously. If you're watching this in another language, you are already experiencing the power of Kudo. Whether you're watching on Kudo or Facebook or YouTube or somewhere else, Kudo lets you connect across borders beyond language restrictions, connect with anyone, anytime, anywhere, in any language. Now let's get straight into it. Our guest, Tina Aspiala, good friend, a thought leader, a rule breaker, a challenger of the status quo, and a LARPer. She develops mobile apps and web software for a living when she isn't exploring new ways of thinking and delving into the unknown of unknowns. An incredible person and someone that I've admired for a long time. And now let's find out more about her. Tina, tell us how are you today and where are you joining us from? Ah, man Helsingissä kaikki on aika hyvin itse asiassa nyt kun pandemia alkaa olla ohi. Well, I'm in Helsinki and actually I'm doing pretty well now that the pandemic is slightly waning away. Before we get into the uh, the, the questions that I've have prepared, I, I do have one question for you. Um, is it true that saunas kill COVID? Right. Well, I am in a sauna at the moment because this is the only place where I can have some privacy. But sauna does not kill the COVID virus. But it seems that the COVID virus doesn't like such heat very much. But you shouldn't go to sauna with uh, people who have not yet had the vaccine. Well, th thank you for entertaining my uh, curiosity. Uh, let, let's go straight into the questions. Um, you and I had a conversation recently about your first experiences with conformity and how you learned early on how the world works and basically how breaking the barriers of the social construct um, allowed you to do things, you know, and li live in the live in the world as you would like to live. Um, can you share your experience from early on and some of the lessons you learned? Yes, when I when I was 10 years old, we moved to California and I was bullied uh, terribly. And one day I decided that what if I change my behavior? Will, will that help? And I was testing one day I was being really nice or for one week I was being really nice and the next Next week, I was behaving really weird and I was trying out all kinds of different modes and I noticed that it didn't make any difference whatsoever, I mean, any difference whatsoever to how people were treating me. And I thought that, well, this means that I can behave any way I like. I can be what I want to be and it doesn't make any difference. I, I cannot change other people, so I'm free. And I, I think it's really amazing you had the opportunity to learn that at a young age. 
uh, a lot of us, you know, deal with conformity and deal with, you know, having to sort of emulate the people around us. And, uh, you know, it takes a strong will to be able to stand up and, uh, and not, uh, not do what everyone says we have to do. Well, on the other hand, I don't know if it takes a particular strength or resilience because that's just what I had to do. I had no choice uh, to behave uh, in any way. There was no way that I could behave that would make them be nice to me. So that's why I come. I came from the other side and I looked at it from the other side. Instead of behaving the right way all the time and they had been behaving uh, or if they would have been behaving uh, nicely towards me, I was already in a state uh, so that would not require any effort from me to achieve what I had lost. I was free to try out anything I like. Uh, I think a person who starts uh, in a good position uh, and sees people who are different and they are afraid of being one of those. But if you don't have to be afraid, then you can do anything you like. Nothing can become worse for that. That is absolutely true. Very wise. Uh, and another conversation for another day, but as we move into the world of avatars and, and virtual reality and, you know, when we can choose how we want to look and, and no one actually knows, uh, it's, it's, it's a very different... Uh, it's a different world we're coming to, but um, I think that the the second question kind of carries on from there. Um, and you know, we, we've known each other quite a long time, and what what I've seen uh, in in your life is you're continuously pu pushing against the norms of, of society. And as you kind of just kind of said in the last in that last answer, you know, doing what you want to do uh, and not really being afraid because there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, would you mind sharing a little bit about your family and the various decisions you've had to make with your partner and, and your children and, and how that kind of falls into that, that bigger uh, story? Yes, well, first of all, I have a rainbow family. And when we decided that we wanted to have kids, society thought that this is awful. How can you think about the kids, poor, those poor kids, that will have no father and, and so on. And of course, I was worried about that too. But then I read about what happened to other families. I read studies about it. And those studies show clearly that it doesn't make any difference. And so I decided that, well, let's have those kids. And all the time there were people uh, telling us, well, what if they are bullied? What if this and that? What happened in the end was something that we never could have imagined, something that no one was worried about. 
namely one of our kids actually started bullying others so we had to be those who had to uh, or we were supposed to be those whose kid uh, got bullied and people told me oh you're so brave that you actually had those kids in the end and I uh, and I said and I thought that this wasn't a matter of being brave it was clear from the start the only thing I was afraid of uh, was what if they are right and I found out about it and saw that they were not right and now everything is well we have two happy kids with uh, sound self-esteem and they are no longer bullying or one of them is no longer bullying others That's fantastic. Um, I have my daughter is 15 months old and uh, I've seen her not bully, but push her way through other kids. I think she's a bit big for her age. Um, and there's there, things are so different now in the world with, with respect to how we um, how we're able to who we can be in the world and the toleration for different for difference i guess um compared to certainly when we were kids and and growing up and in, in university and so uh you know i think i think it's a different a different time and place but when when your kids were growing up it wasn't there yet um and you know so i can i i can imagine the initial uh but, and then you know from the parent's perspective and now being a new parent, I think a lot of it has to just to do with love and, you know, being able to know that if you have enough love to give, then, you know, things will be okay. Well, in fact, one other thing that happened, we have seen that our kids, friends at school don't care. Uh, some people, some of them actually said that I also want to have two mothers. Uh, others don't believe at first, but when they meet us, then they do believe and then it doesn't matter again. It doesn't make any difference. So because kids don't have these prejudices, uh, but adults do. Uh, and nowadays, not even all adults have these uh, prejudices. So all those worries were uh, completely unnecessary. No, that's that that that's awesome. Uh, and I, I, I think that it's only going to be a story that more kids will have to tell uh, as, as we go. I'm, I'm going to change tack for the last question and, and give you a chance to talk about what, what you've been working on. Uh, you uh, pre presented and showed me a solution for a problem that we face with Kudo, which is something as easy as how do we book time and know what time it is and find a time that fits across time zones around the world. Uh, you know, you're in Finland, I'm over here and down here in Sydney, and, and we're having to, you know, coordinate times. Um, you know, you, you've developed this awesome app that's kind of breaking barriers of, of time and how we engage with time and how we use our time. Um, can you share more about that, particularly, you know, with the respect of we're, we're in different stages of emerging into the world from COVID and time has really changed for, for most of us. Uh, the passing of time and sort of this slow 
time stuck in lockdown, but then suddenly it's a year later and, you know, with a snap. And so I think we realize the value of our time. And I think that's part of why you've, you've done this. Uh, yeah, please. Yes, I uh, developed a calendar app uh, called PyCal, uh, P-I-C-A-L. And instead of having a calendar like linear lines, uh, a full day uh, is uh, shown in an analog uh, circle of 24 hours, which means that I can see when things are according to or when things are happening according to where in the circle they are. Morning is uh, to the top left, uh, lunch is top right and uh, dinner is uh, bottom right and then you sleep in the bottom left. And the point is that when you see the calendar or visualize the calendar in this way, it is possible that there is uh, the hand of the clock showing your time, your time zone, but there can also be additional uh, hands of the clock showing a time, time in other cities, and you can actually turn all of those hands uh, so that when it's 10 o'clock in London, you can immediately see what the time will be in Helsinki and if you have something going on at that time. So it's a really quick way to see uh, when you're free, when you're available and coordinate international meetings. And um, if you look at all of those um, uh, circles in a month view, you can easily tell someone uh, when you will be free at dinner time, because that's when you will see in what direction you have your free time in the afternoon. Yes, you can have uh, several circles, outer circle and inner circle. You can, for example, have all the uh, uh, work-related things in uh, the outer circle and your personal things in the inner circle. And I can also share calendars with my colleagues so can I can uh, so that I can see what my colleagues are doing at a given time without it disturbing my calendar. Well, I think the the only the only request I have is uh, you know we we have to get lots of downloads on iOS so you can get the Android version out. Yes, that's it. Uh, it's difficult to develop for two platform, uh, two platforms at the same time. If we have it perfect for iOS, then uh, we have the possibility to also bring it to uh, Android. I, I would like to see that happen. Whether it's you know figuring out how to be yourself in the world where uh, you know it, it's hard to figure out who we are sometimes, to figuring out what time of day it is, what I'm supposed to be doing, which I often find myself trying to do. Uh, you know, I think you've shared quite a lot of really good information. Um, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been amazing. So uh, please join me in, in thanking uh, Tina for her time joining us. And then also Kirsi, our interpreter behind the scenes. Fantastic work. I've been hearing the uh, English and able to respond and, and add my own thoughts. So it's been wonderful. Um, also like to thank our friends at Kudo, who with their continued support of Breaking the Barrier, 
uh, is helping us bring people along for their journey of breaking their own barriers. Before we close, we want to recognize another barrier breaker. Today, it is Shelton Jackson Spike Lee, an American film director, producer, screenwriter, actor, and professor. His production company, 40 Acres and a Mule Filmworks, has produced more than 35 films since 1983. He made his directorial debut with She's Gotta Have It and has broken barriers surrounding race in many of his films, including Malcolm X, Jungle Fever, and one of my personal favorites, Do the Right Thing. Spike Lee has been an influence for African-American film and culture for many years, and I'd love to see much more coming from him. That's it for today. Remember, wherever you go, there you are.